Hey, on this episode of the Tequila Collective, we talk about quarks. And it's going to be our quirkiest episode yet. <laughs> hey, and welcome to episode 17 of the Tequila Collective. My name is Rob, and with me as always is my brother and co-host Jack. Hello. What's going on, Jack? Uh, I'm just going to talk about quarks today. All right, let's get into it. Today we are talking about quarks, and since Jack is a woodworker... Resident cork expert. And resident cork expert, apparently, uh, you will be leading us in this conversation, so uh, go right ahead. All right, so cork, and I don't know if uh, many people know this, is actually the bark of a tree. I did not know that actually until like a year ago. I thought really? it was just like some something that like was literally made like not synthetic, but something that we made in a factory always. So I, I don't really know if you know a lot about trees. And, oh, and, I don't. And how they uh, actually, why they have bark and how bark actually reproduces itself. But a tree makes bark almost as like a layer of skin mm-hmm. to protect itself from bugs and water and wind and all kinds of uh, elemental type things that can hurt a tree. Right. And so the cork tree, which is actually an oak tree, it's a type of oak, um, really? mostly indigenous to Spain. Uh-huh. And I could look it up to see where. Yeah, isn't that where like the majority of the world's cork like comes 60% from? of cork comes from like one farm in Spain. Wow. Um, and this family has been uh, harvesting cork for a long time, I think like over 300 years or something like that. I can't exactly find that information right now. Um, but it takes up to seven years for the cork to reach like full maturity on the outside of the tree. Oh, this says where it says in Portugal and Spain, um, 80% of the world's cork yeah. comes from there. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, because those oak trees are, oak trees are really, um, they like a warmer climate, kind of yeah. like California. We have a lot of oak trees. But um, cork trees specifically will actually grow new bark rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Most trees take maybe 10, 15 years to grow new bark, or they take a, a long time to like heal a scar if they're cut or something like that. Yeah. But the oak cork tree will take about seven years to create a full new bark, which is just cork. And cork is, uh, is has been used forever because it's been used to seal things while also leaving the the bottle breathable, like mm. a bottle or a container. Wow. So cork will naturally breathe. That's why it's been so it's been so good for like alcohol and stuff because you don't want it to just be plugged up and then sitting without any oxygen. You want it to kind of get a little bit of air in there to keep it fresh and not from spoiling. And so cork cork has been around for a long time and it's been used for a lot of things, um, mostly as a sealant of bottles or uh, containers. And it's a natural thing that is replenishable. So these trees will make new cork every seven years. And if you've seen anybody ever harvest cork, it's almost like harvesting an agave. You you cut like a seam down the side of a tree. Yeah. And then you use this like special axe that every uh, every person on the farm who harvests the cork have made their own axe. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the, what's it called? The humidor. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Or the what's the little thing the called? The coa. The coa de humidor. Um, it's kind of like that where they all have their own little tool to harvest the cork, and then they peel it off almost like in sheets. Yeah. So I've it seen comes that. off like in these big sheets, and then they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. I think what they actually do is they steam it and flatten it out, uh-huh. and then they can like basically punch out corks or punch That's out awesome. whatever they want, make cork boards. You know. Yeah. It's really an interesting product because it is natural and it's a, a resource that doesn't really go away unless your tree dies. Well, aren't isn't cork 
something that we, because it is a natural material and all natural resources are finite to an extent, isn't there like a cork shortage in the world right now? I think I heard something about that. The thing that. is, this, the demand is so high for cork. Yeah. It's it's become very expensive because there are so many more people looking for it than there used to be. Yeah. Because the the people who have been harvesting their cork trees have been harvesting the same trees for two, three hundred years. And it's hard to grow a new oak tree. Oak trees are very slow growing. Yeah. And so it's hard to really grow a new cork oak tree and have more cork being produced because it does take so long for that tree to reach maturity and then actually supply enough cork from its bark. Got it. So that's why it would be a shortage. And that's why people have been making synthetic corks. But a lot of manufacturers don't really like synthetic corks due to the lack of breathability. Yeah. It's so, interesting. Yeah. Well, good to know. And because we're talking about corks today, I brought a bottle to the table that has a natural cork, unlike a lot of bottles that we've tried that have the synthetic cork. And I don't know if you realize this, but every time we open a natural cork bottle, the cork has actually expanded a little yeah. to seal the bottle, unlike the, the synthetic ones. So you have a louder pop from the natural cork than you do from the oh, uh, synthetic corks. Interesting. Well, we will hear that cork pop when we get back from this break. Yeah. Stick around. Welcome back. Uh, today on the show, Jack, I brought a bottle that has a natural cork in it, since mm. I knew we'd be talking about corks. And the bottle I brought to the table is a bottle of Fortaleza Tequila and Yeho. And Yeho. And this is what many consider the best tequila out there. It is made in, in the most traditional of ways. Um, and for whatever reason, it just has one of the best reputations amongst tequila aficionados. Um, and I can tell you, it is very, very good. Not my favorite, um, <laughs> but it is, it is very, very good. Um, and there are lots of things that I love about this bottle. Like I said, we're drinking the Añejo today. Um, but I'll let you describe the bottle and then I'll describe the, the tequila and the process uh, a little bit after. So go ahead and describe the bottle because it's, it's actually a pretty unique bottle compared to a lot of things we've, we've had on the yeah. show. We're going to go from uh, top to bottom here with my favorite part first. Their top, which is connected to their cork, is a little pina. Yeah. It's uh, a little, like a little wood sculpted pina. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I really like that. And it's, they're handmade. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. And then they're probably hand painted, obviously, exactly. which, is, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And then there's a little uh, tag around the neck. That just has the little logo that says CSM. Um, don't really know what that stands for. And then it says Fortaleza. And then their their bottle is like a, a rectangle. It actually looks just like a brick. Like if you were building a house out of yeah. out of glass bottles, you can just yeah. lay a couple of these down and uh, you'd be building a home. Um, it does have a, a slim tapered neck at the top where your cork goes. And then it has a nice label. Um, it has a picture of the estate, I assume, that they're growing and, and creating this tequila and they're growing their agaves. And then there's a little logo with two horses on it and then two swords crossing yeah. because everybody needs a pair of swords in their tequila label. And then it says tequila, Fortaleza, product of Mexico, estate bottled, stone ground, 100% agave, and yeho. And then 
Yes, made with a Tahona or crushed with Tahona, produced and bottled on our family estate located in Tequila, Jalisco, Mexico, using the traditional processes started by my great great grandfather over 125 years ago. And then just a couple gov government warnings. What's really cool is it has the lot number of when this was made, and it's 52A. Yeah, 52A <laughs> for this bottle. Yeah. A um, couple things about uh, the bottle of Añejo from Fortaleza. Uh, so the nom number 1493, um, and according to the Taste Tequila website, that uh, distillery is their number one ranked distillery um, on their list of top 10 as of... Who is this, Tequila Matchmaker? Uh, tequila, Taste tequila, Taste tequila, which also is Tequila Matchmaker. Wow. They're like, you know, they're a big authority on tequila. Um so they rank NOM 1493, which is uh, the distillery that makes Fortaleza as the best distillery on their top 10 list as of March 15th, your mother's birthday, 2021. So that's pretty recent. Um, and that's according to 127,207 ratings. Damn. So yeah, I guess I almost that's... don't like knowing that because now I'm like, I feel... The like shit I, better be good. I need to like this. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean... It is what it is. I think that's good to know. But again, it's based off just people's ratings. So it's all subjective. That doesn't mean you have to love it. Um, but chances are it's going to be pretty good. Um, so they, uh, like I said, they do everything very traditionally. They cook their uh, agaves in uh, brick ovens. Uh, they they uh, crush their agave with a, a tahona. Um and they ferment it in open air wood tanks, which is, you know, again, very traditional. Uh, gets all that, honestly, that good fermentation yeast and everything from honestly, the, the air. Honestly, the more I've learned about the traditional techniques, the more I've discovered that I like the bottles that are made traditionally. Yeah. Um, or the tequilas that are made traditionally. And that I can taste the difference yeah. between something that's been made in the traditional way versus something that's made in like an autoclave or yeah. made in stainless steel tanks or, or, or something like not crushed with a Tahona. Yeah. It's like, I can almost taste that difference. And yeah, I'm starting to really um, almost feel like, like I need to drink ones with a, tequilas without additives made the, the traditional way. And, just the way tequila, I almost feel like it's supposed to be now. Yeah, it should be. It should be that way. And obviously, this one has no additives, which is good. Um, what's really cool is that the bottle is hand blown in Mexico, which is that. really it's cool. Got all these striations in it. Yeah, I love. I love a hand blown glass bottle because it has like a, they all have unique patterns but a lot of the times it it's like dimpling like a golf ball which I know I've used that description in the past um, I think when talking about the uh, what was it the one two three mm -hmm. and yeho that one was like very dimpled because it's a hand blown uh, glass bottle same thing with this one but to me the pattern is different it almost looks like uh, like like you said like striations it kind of looks as you're holding it, kind of looks like a fingerprint yeah. on the side, which is really cool. Um, and then the Añejo specifically is aged 18 months in American oak barrels. Um, so let's uh, let's pop it open. Let's pour a couple glasses. Let's try it, and then I'll tell you what the the, the tasting notes are once some, we get through uh, it. Some natural cork action coming here up. We, here we go. Oh, oh, that was a little disappointing. That's because it's a lot longer of a cork. Yeah, that is a long cork. I've never seen one that long. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they just squirt you. Squirt in the me eye. in the eye. Now I'm gonna die. <laughs> Maybe I hate natural corks. 
Yeah, it's so long that it tapers to the bottom. You can't actually hear the uh, the cork noise. What I've noticed, yeah, that was like very dull. What I've noticed about that cork is it seems, every time I've opened this bottle, it seems like very wet compared to other corks that I have that are natural. So that's a good pour. Yeah, all right, thanks welcome. a lot. Um, Couldn't really see the bottom there. Yeah, that's all right. I, to me, this reminds me uh, a lot in terms of color compared to the, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, what we tried last episode, the El Tesoro. Um, so it's a little darker. A little bit darker, but it's still, I would still describe it as like gold. Whereas, you know, a lot of times you're describing it and you're like, oh, it's that dark amber color or it's like a light straw color. Doesn't it look like the cork's kind of like falling apart a little bit? Yeah, I don't know why. It's like they almost use like a bad cut of cork. Yeah, because like there's definitely a little bit of cork in my pour. But I mean, it's all natural, but still, I'm not like that's kind of weird to me. Anyway, uh, so like I said, I love the color. I think it's really, really pretty, like goldish color. I think it's the best way to describe it. Hmm. First thing that really hits my nose on this one is um, is a lot of like lime, which is weird for it is citrusy. Yeah, kind of. It does give off citrusy. I get like a lot of lime rind, not like lime juice, but it's like the bitter part of a lime rind, you know? Huh. I could see that. I get I get definitely citrus. I wouldn't say like, you know, what you're saying about a lime rind, but definitely citrus. I get a fair amount of like not overpowering, but I get a little bit of oak. Um, get a good amount of like, I wouldn't say oak, just wood in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little bit of alcohol, which is unique. Like, yeah, I, don't, I feel like I don't really smell alcohol a lot of the time. I can definitely get that. It's a um, little bit of little bit of like black pepper too. That's what I was trying and, to. I was trying cl- to think of like. It's it does smell pretty spicy as like a yeah. like a like a pink peppercorn. Yeah, I wouldn't say black pepper. It's got a more subtle tone than that. And then just like a like a tart cherry. Everything smells a little tart with this really? one to me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Like uh, like the dried cherries you get that are not with added sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like one of those little dried yeah, black I cherries. That. I could definitely see that. Should we give it? Should we give it a taste? Yeah, let's, give, wanna... let's give it. Actually, let's hear the aroma notes first. All right, let me if we see got, if we have any on the website. Um, because I want to see so, if we're getting any better at this. So here, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it. I don't think you have to pick up exactly what they say. No, because like I said, everybody's in the last yeah. episode. Everybody's brain is different, and they pick up different flavor and aroma notes. So. It says caramel, vanilla, butterscotch, and cooked agave aromas practically jump from the glass in this highly praised and perfect, perfectly aged añejo. See, I wanted to say vanilla, but I just feel like vanilla yeah, is I'm just too... not getting any of those. Like, I'm not like this would suggest that it's so sweet. No, but I don't get a lot of sweetness. I uh, mean, if I get vanilla, any... doesn't suggest sweetness. We just assume vanilla is always going to yeah, be sweet. Yeah, but but caramel and butterscotch. Come on, that's that, those no, are I sweet. Love, things. I love a butterscotch square. Yeah, I know. And this is not butterscotch. No, but I do get burnt sugar. <laughs> no, no, I could see a little bit of brown sugar. The only sweetness I really get to me feels more like a dried fruit sweetness, though, not yeah. a not a like baking type of sweetness. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on to say this tequila is so rich and complex that some people are even able to detect pineapple, peach, orange blossom, nutmeg, and raisin in the nose. Okay, so the I second get... you said pineapple, I could like I could smell pineapple. 
I could, yeah, I could see that. If you've I'm, ever had cooked pineapple, like a little like barbecued like pineapple, pineapple on a pizza, no, not that. Like barbecue, that's sacrilegious. Not, no, it's not. It's delicious. <laughs> Bar barnacled <laughs> barbecued pineapple, <laughs> like releases this like really uh, like rich buttery uh, sweet flavor, and yeah. that's almost what it smells like. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I I get like half of what they're saying. the The first part though, the caramel vanilla butterscotch. No way, I was not getting that at all. <laughs> but the second half with you know the the fruit and the nutmeg and the raisin, definitely definitely getting those types of aromas. So I'm gonna leave the next part of the flavor to read after, but let's try it. Salute. very different on the on the palate than it is on the nose like it's super light it is very light not really picking up anything i get it has a little more of a like an acidic feel in the mouth as well mm. i definitely get a lot more earthiness on the palate when i taste it than on the nose for sure it does have a little bit of a like a, I don't know how to describe it. Like a little bit of a bite, not like a spiciness. Like not like, ooh, that was spicy hot. It's more of like a um, icy hot. <laughs> no, I, the arthritis pain. I don't know. I, it's it's weird. It definitely has a kick of something though. Mm. I must have uh, COVID nineteen because I'm literally can't taste anything. Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm getting like some kind of spice. Well, I don't know. Let's let's read what it says because I'm a little confused too. Once in your mouth, the full cooked agave experience continues with a thick and oily texture that coats your mouth in a very soothing way. Butterscotch, caramel, toffee, citrus, and hazelnuts are common flavors that people identify. Yeah, I'm not getting any of that. Can you taste anything? Yeah, but I'm having a hard time discerning what it is. The only thing I would say this is accurate in describing is that like thick and oily texture. Like that's definitely something I'm feeling, but I'm not getting a lot of like really strong flavors. Mm. What do I have to do? I can't taste it. I mean, I'm getting, I got to cleanse my palate. Yeah. Maybe take a sip of water or something. I don't know. I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of citrus. I feel like, I'm getting some kind of spice, maybe like uh, maybe like allspice. Um, it's super easy to drink. There's like no burn at all, like in the back of the throat or in the chest. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's not it, I, like honestly, I'm always confused when I drink this bottle. Like I, I'm confused in the sense of like I'm not picking up a lot of fl flavor. But at the same time, I'm always confused that like people love this so much that it would be rated like the number one distillery according to tastetequila.com. Like it's a good bottle of tequila, um, but it's nothing nothing amazing. Um, I just it, have to see if I can taste something else because I can't taste anything. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, I don't know. Like, I just, just, I'm not really picking up any flavor profiles. Me either. Like, um, there's really just not a lot to it. Like, it's very. And I'm somebody who like really prides themselves in like being able to discern 
flavors and taste things and i know i feel like i feel like even though you're not experienced the same way in tequila as i am like i feel like you have a much better uh sense of of flavors than i do and i'm not getting a lot like every time i've opened this bottle because like you can tell it's almost like halfway gone so i've had it a few times it's it's like it's it's not i don't want to say it's bad because it's not bad it's just totally underwhelming i <laughs> um, I I don't think I like añejos. Like I don't think I've had an añejo that I liked yet. Really? What have you tried? I can't thing? remember. We tried oh. so many te- tequilas. Yeah. I mean, um, at this point, we're on episode. What did I say? Sixteen or seventeen? Like we've had a lot by now. Yeah, and it's just I'm always underwhelmed by añejos. I have. Maybe. And, I, maybe. and almost like I I feel like this was built up again, and it just is like. Like, what well, can I give it a score? Like, can I just give it a score? Yeah, let's like, give it a score and then we'll like, call it a day. Okay, so here's the thing. I like the bottle. I'm going to give it a 1.5. It just is a nice, simple bottle. I love the top. I like the natural cork. I like the hand-blown aspect of the glass. It's just a, a solid-looking bottle. It's nice. And if I saw it on the shelf, I'd be drawn to it. So 1.5 is good. Yeah. Aroma is actually pretty good. Um, I like the way it smells. It's um, It's like a 3.2 for me. It's it's okay. not it's nothing special, um, and I don't know. It, it's not me because I went and just ate a bunch of foods to see if I was like if something would happen to my tongue, <laughs> but I could taste everything. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it another sip just to make sure. Yeah, I don't think it's you. I think I, well, um, obviously it's you, but I don't think it's like there's something wrong with you. Here's the deal. If I was gonna, and this is what Joe Biden says all the time. Here's the deal. <laughs> um, if I was gonna drink tequila just to get drunk and not like really be like i need to savor this flavor i would drink this all all day because it's easy to drink it's very easy to drink it's actually kind of pleasing that it's not an overpowering flavor because sometimes tequilas are a little overpowering and you don't really want to drink them yeah for all that long or you want to switch it up um i don't i don't i'm really torn on what to give it for a rating for uh for flavor because i wouldn't give this to somebody and be like this is something good you're gonna love drinking this i'd be like this is something you could drink all night you could drink this bottle in a like the whole bottle in a weekend and just have a nice time yeah uh, i, I want to give it a two nine okay i don't just, i mean just, i don't think that's totally unfair it just has no no pizzazz like i don't i don't feel excited i don't feel unexcited like just drinking tequila. Yeah. But it's got a great mouthfeel. It's a little dry almost, kind of like a wine, which is kind of nice. Um, and it goes down easy. Yeah. But flavor profile-wise, it's just not hitting it for me. Yeah. Um, so that, that brings you to a 7.6, which is honestly pretty low. Yeah. Considering like how built up this tequila is. Um, I just took my last sip and I can't taste anything. Like, yeah, I'm not... I, I get maybe like a little brown sugary flavor, but that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. In terms of my rating, I I agree with you. I think the uh, the aroma is a lot better than the flavor. I think I think three point four on aroma for me is is yeah. pretty fair. Um, I I too don't get a lot of flavor. I think. I agree with you that it's easy to drink. And if you were to like, just want to have a tequila that you didn't want to like, you know, you wanted to sip on 
or maybe maybe like I've made this joke like give me my full eight ounces of tequila, but you could drink eight ounces of this and like yeah. you wouldn't be bothered by it. Yeah, You'd be totally wasted. But yeah, but you like, wouldn't be bothered if you didn't want to like take shots and you didn't want to like mix it. You wanted to sip on tequila, but you didn't want to feel that overpowering. Like you said, this is a great tequila, but unfortunately, there's not to me. Maybe it's I mean I don't know. Maybe they maybe it's the lot number. Maybe it's this bottle in particular, like this specific bottle. Maybe, maybe I got a bad bottle or something. I don't know. It's it's just like it's really underwhelming in terms of flavor. And unless you, unless that's their goal, unless their goal is know. just create a light tequila that everybody can drink and nobody's gonna have a problem. But with. like the problem is, it's not bad. Like it's no, not it's, a bad it's tequila. Good. It's like just it's totally not, fine. You th- but here's the thing, and I have this issue with more than just tequila. It's like anything in life. When the majority of people like it, usually my first thought is most people have no idea. They have no taste, not not actual like mouth taste. They just have no taste in general. And if people, if everyone loves something, chances are it's usually just average. Yeah. You know, like the, when the masses love something, for some reason it's, you know, the masses just have no ability to discern like good quality from not good quality. That and everything's subjective. Yeah, so, you know, so, hundred thousand people can subjectively think that this is the greatest tequila they've ever had, but somebody like you, who's had hundreds of tequila, hundreds of bottles of tequila, is gonna go like, "Well, I've had a lot better than this." Yeah. So to me, like, I think a three is a fair rating in terms of the flavor. Um, it's easy to drink. It's nothing overpowering. There's really no burn. The mouthfeel is nice, but it's not. It, there's no discernible flavor to me at all, like no discernible flavor, which is very weird. Um, I would give this to anybody I know who I knew didn't like tequila <laughs> because they could drink this and not have a yeah. problem. I love the bottle, though. I love the presentation. I don't know if I'd recommend it to if I was if I was being very specific about who I was recommending it to. I don't think I would recommend it. There's a lot of bottles I would recommend to like a tequila drinker. But if I was just recommending it for the fact of like, oh, yeah, you want to drink tequila and you want something that's easy to drink and you're not willing to, you know, drink a Blanco because you have bad feelings about it. You want an Añejo and you're willing to spend the money. Drink this bottle. And because of that, I think I'm going to give it a 1.4, mm-hmm. um, which leads me to a 7.8. Still a bottle that uh, you could buy and drink. Yeah. Anything over a 7.5 really. Is yeah. Good. Anything over done. a 7.5 is, is purchasable. I have always just felt this way about this bottle now that I'm halfway through it. It's just not, it doesn't live up to its hype. I'm always slightly disappointed when we drink something on the show that doesn't have a lot of oomph. Yeah. You know, I want something, I want something that's really got a complex flavor profile and really just tickles the senses, you know, something, something that you can like really just like, wow, I taste this. Wow. I smell that. And, And this, it's like, Wow, I taste nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when you feel like, is something wrong with me? I thought there was something. I had to go eat a tomato just to make sure that I could actually still taste. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like this, you shouldn't feel that way when you're drinking tequila, especially one that is so hyped up as this is. But this is the only bottle of Fortaleza that I own. I'm curious to know what the Blanco, the ex, or I'm sorry, the Blanco, the Reposado, and they have a still strength Blanco which I think is really cool just mm-hmm. in general. I would be curious to know. So maybe I should get a bottle of, you know, one of those expressions. Yeah. And we'll give it a shot. Who knows? Maybe their Añejo is the worst of the, of the I think, <laughs> four. I don't know if they have an extra Añejo. Maybe that's the worst of their expressions, though. And and the other 
three are much better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, any final any final thoughts, Jack, or before we wrap it up here? Uh, Fortaleza, I like your little pina top. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't live up to its hype, in my opinion. No. But it is a cool bottle if you're thinking strictly about the bottle. And it's not a bad tequila. It's just, I don't know if it's the best out there. I I, I wouldn't agree if someone made that claim. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening to the Tequila Collective. Uh, wherever you listen to our podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Your support is is uh, really appreciated. We're having lots of fun doing this. So if you would, please recommend our podcast to any friends, family, relatives that, you know, you know, drink tequila. One more thing. If you're drinking tequila, just, you know, take a picture and tag us. Oh, yeah. People, Abs- we'd love to see what you're drinking. Absolutely. And to do that, follow us on Instagram at the underscore tequila collective. And like Jack said, tag us in uh, in your tequila adventures. We'd love to see what you're drinking. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye.